Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey guys. Hey. Thank you for downloading the podcast today. Tones and I joins us shortly. Tones and you. You and Tones. Tones and I. It's a good song. She's great. She's really good. I like all her music. Mm. She's the one that we don't fight with in the car. So we can either have moves like Jagger or Tones and I, Mm. and everyone always agrees. Yep. She's passionate in her singing. Mm. She's got uh, her debut album out, which sounds weird considering she's been around for so long. I know. Yeah. Uh, She tells us about the time she met P. Diddy. Uh, It's a very interesting story Mm. in there. Um, We also discussed The Bachelor today, the new Bachelor. I uh, I like him. Yeah. Mm. He's mm. on the show tomorrow. Yeah, so you're going to hear the mm. chat tomorrow. But um, And our Save Our Marriage continues as well, the journey. We're allowed to say journey with that one, aren't we? Mm. Journey still sounds a bit naff. The trip. <laughs> the excursion. The roller coaster. The roller coaster that we are on. <laughs> journey can be used for anything, really. Mm. Can't it, just on know? a journey of self-discourage. Discovery. discovery. I was just on the the big uh, Big Brother. Mm. That was a journey. That was a journey. Yeah. I, I actually packed my bags and went on a journey. Mm. See, this is truly a journey. I think the issue is is the word journey gets overused when someone's like, "Oh, let's have a look at my two week journey on Big Brother." Yeah. That's not really a journey because you didn't really find anything about mm. yourself in there. You can listen to Journey. They sing "Don't Stop Believing." Is it? Mm. Oh, that's right. That's a band, isn't yeah. it? I always think of that as Glee. Is that the one? Yeah. Don't stop believing. Sometimes Glee do better versions of the real song. Just saying. Yeah, I would say those two are on par. I would that's have absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. I liked. Uh, I, I would never have listened to the Journey version mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Glee. I would have loved Glee gladly. Lo- loved it if they'd have sang live on set. But I could always tell when it cuts to like the CD version. Like they'd obviously recorded it in a studio and oh, then lip synced. That's hard to do. They did it for Les Mis and it was incredible. What, Les Mis, they sang the songs when they were acting? On set, yeah. It was the first musical to do it. What about really doing another take, though? They only would have done yeah, one they would take. Have to, no, they had to do another well, take. Not when she was shaving her hair. Well, no, not that one. There was she a lot of pressure there. They would have over. They probably did sing it live, but then they would have overlaid the they would have song to, later. No, no they Anne didn't. Hath- Can we get Anne Hathaway on the phone? Because I need to have a chat to her because she shaved her head as yeah, she was singing. I, I think and that she was said that. She take. had one take. She had one no, take. No, she didn't. I guarantee you, it was hey guys, all I'm really the talk sorry, of that the film. Is that they, it was the first musical to ever do the songs yeah, live on the soundstage. With over over no, takes if yeah, they need. But no. then they would go and overlay it after. I guarantee you they didn't. Step back. I'd, I'll have Sorry, a glass of Kool Aid as well, please. <laughs> it was, it was like it's, it was like it's gimmick. It yeah, yeah but like you would hear gimmick. the buzz of the like. There's no way that you'd be able to. Hundred percent. We said quiet on set, mate, and you just dropped something. Well, that was our one take, wasn't it? So well, that's only, going only, in. The only one that needed one take was when she shaved her head. All the rest, they could take as many takes as they want. In fact, yep. most of the actors say they can't listen to Les Mis anymore because they did the song so many bloody times. Yeah, but then they would have to edit them all together and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I'm still with I'm still with uh, Maddie. I think they could have. I, I, you can find anything you want on Google. I reckon they would have said that they would have promoted that, but there would have been a couple of times when they're like, "Hey, do you want to come into the studio, re-record it?" It's and like have it on. Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber. Yes, they all sing live on stage, but never they're back, as good. But they're back up. They've got a very strong backup vocal behind them to help things rock. You know. Yeah. There is a couple of artists. Have you seen them? I saw a live performance that they're doing, like uh, you know, their Today Show. And they were actually only singing every fourth word, but weren't being yeah. subtle about it. No, they're and very, the very obvious. Was, yeah. yeah, singing. And I was like, are we at the point now where we don't need to pretend? I think so. The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber, their new song, I Bloody Love It. But I yep. saw their one online where they were singing, and all Justin Bieber and him did was they just ran around pointing to the crowd, which obviously you would do when chicks are screaming for you. But they would just every so often just go, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the the song is like the song was playing. That were just going, maybe it was him, but I, I I saw him sing every fourth word, and <laughs> then you could tell that fourth word was live. But all the others, and he was dancing; it was high energy. But I was like, oh, we're at that stage now. Yeah, like no. Britney, I, poor Britney Spears had to pretend it was live all that time, yeah. and now it's like now nah, we own it. Was it there? I do the same thing I told you that I never See it. So this is this is all they were singing. Stay. Yeah. What? Good. Yeah. Like that's what they were doing. I actually looked at that point and went, "Let's go." Stay. Never would. I thought I could be a singer. (laughs) Should yeah. (laughs) Because in my car, only every. 
The film's vocals were recorded live on set using a live piano accompaniment with the orchestral accompaniments recorded in post-production rather than traditional method where the film's musical soundtracks are usually pre-recorded and played back on set to which actors lip sync. But they did so the they vocals. could do it in post-production as well. Yeah. So they had the music in their ear, they sang live, and then yep. they put the music in after. But they sang live on the, on the set of and the they would, And does it say there they had no possibility to do post-production at all? No. Of course there's post-production on a movie. But I believe that, yes, they did 100% I agree sing along. Did. But then I think they went, all right, delete that audio file, put the song in. Okay, I'm not having this argument anymore. <laughs> Why? Because we're not agreeing with you. <laughs> because you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> Quickly, let's go to the producers. They are wrapping us, but we will wrap up. What are you going to take actually. your vote? What do you girls think? Um, I agree with Stav. And, yeah, we need to go. <laughs> I know, you I don't think there was any post-production? No, production? they made a huge deal about it at the time. And when you actually watch the movie, you can hear the stuff. And mm. that's why they say it's so authentic. That's why I really mm. like it. We lie about crap on difference. our show all the time. <laughs> and we Nat, like say we're all friends and Nat, stuff. what are you doing? It's two on two. You get the deciding vote. She doesn't care. She hasn't even seen Les Mis, have you? That doesn't matter. I'm going to agree with Stav just so we can wrap. Right. <laughs> Which means she agrees with us. <clears throat> Here's the podcast. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. For all your industrial supplies, go to Alma. Just on the M1 at the Yatla South exit. Ah, oh, g'day. It's Tradie Chat Tuesday. Well, he's very famous, dying to go to Vegas. He's popular with the ladies, especially Abby, who loves herself for Tradie. It's time to head to Sir Abby's house. <laughs> Scotty Too Hottie for Tradie Chat Tuesday. Hey, morning, Stabby and crew and Maddie and my lovely wife. How are we, guys? Hello, gorgeous. We're good. All the better for talking to you, my man. What have That's you got for exactly us today? Right. <laughs> I've got, I got a whole lot of bollocks up me slip today. Okay. He brought this up last night and he was really annoyed with it. And I was like, you know what? I've never thought about it. I don't know if anyone would agree with him. Okay. You're looking on, at me mate. like I'm probably going to. You probably will. Yeah. What is it? Uh, the Bachelor. What's your Osher Gisberg got up his sleeve this time, eh? He's got uh, a pilot coming Don't off. call him that. <laughs> what do you call don't him? Don't call him That's a great nickname. No, don't. That's the name you say. That's it. such a great nickname. That's the, that's the nickname you call someone behind yeah. their back and then you accidentally say it to their face one day. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's your issue with the bachelor? Jimmy's name oh, is. Ah, come on, man. A pilot. The eyes? That his eyes are no, too No, he's got a problem separated? with the fact he's a pilot. Oh. Come on. It is, I, I had a mate that was in a strong relationship with a, uh, a hostie mm. and uh, five, six years, and who does she get with? A pilot. Nah. Good point. Come on. I do Dude's agree. Got all these hot, bloody hosties, you know, probably trying to talk him up because he's uh, in, a, in a good job position there. I dare say pilots get paid pretty good money. He's unemployed. Um, <laughs> There's no one flying well, at the moment. Well, it's his fault. He should have chosen a different <laughs> trade. He You're so jealous of pilots. His, this is a problem. For the women. That's Scotty's, all they do, these pilots. What? Scotty's got a thing for air hostesses. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. And you've got to remember, it's half of them are males as well now. So he's really, yeah, his, his yeah, pool is reduced. Yeah, I know you don't. But this is the thing. When he goes on a plane, hmm. it's his favourite thing. Because he thinks that they're just like, that's his little bit of fantasy. And the first time he flew with our baby son, like when Finney was young, he was so excited because he thought he was going to get all this attention because he was like a single and there was man. Three guys on the plane, yep. So I got a lot <laughs> oh, of attention. Oh, three male air hostesses. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He was headless. Yeah. See, Scotty, I agree with you. I reckon on those long haul flights overseas, the captain whacks it into autopilot. Who knows oh, yeah. what goes on in that Do cockpit? Do we have Wayne? Wayne is a tech here and he's a pilot. He's a pilot. Would he be here now? Oh, can we try and ring him? Try and ring him and see whether he... He won't be here, yeah. The hosties, because they all travel oh, he's overseas. He's <laughs> yeah, plus, yeah, he's... Yeah, they all travel overseas, it's correct. Um, you know, and they're all hanging out in hotel rooms together. Mm. Come on, there's a lot of mischievous I, I can I, confirm I, that. I, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. What do you have? From people I know that are in the industry. Mm. Yeah. See, I do understand what you're saying. A pilot is quite a... It's, it's a, a nice occupation. They're it's cocky like, pricks, um, too. Well, I they're in the cockpit all the time. See Why them walking they be? through the airport with their hat on and their wheel and their bag, like, I'm not lining up to go through security. Well, they hold the yeah. lives they of 300 do. people in their yeah. hands. You're jealous of them as well? Yep. What? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon they should do a, a, a Bachelor of the Tradie or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, because tradies don't have any money, they don't put a tradie on there, or what? You have to have money. Remember the bachelor, you have yeah. to have millions of dollars, don't you? No, yeah. you're going to have ripped abs, and your pie and 
you know, chocolate milk in the morning's probably not doing it. Like all of the bachelors, the first episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, don't, you don't have to rip him down. No, well, he's yeah. asking why there's trading. I'm just saying, like in the first episode, it's compulsory. Oh, there's some hot trades there. For him to Remember take that calendar? Off. Yeah, yeah. Remember I think money calendar? is. They, I think they do like them to have a bit of wealth. Yeah, but ba- tradies. Yeah. What about a plumber? Ooh, they're mm, raking it yeah. in at the moment. I would like a tradie bachelor. The primate wouldn't yeah. sound as good though, guys. Like, hear it out. <laughs> He's a... He gets up at 5 a.m. Mm. He's a plasterer. He earns a lot of money because he does cashies on Saturdays. <laughs> Goes to the pub with the boys, but doesn't bring the cash home. Don't call him at 10 a.m. That's smoke <laughs> According to you guys, this one, like the it. one for the pilot would like sound like this. <clears throat> Well, he's away most of the time, and when he is away, he's probably sleeping with an air hostess. <laughs> the Bachelor 2021. Get on board. Bing! We're speaking with Jimmy. Is it tomorrow? correct? That's right. We're speaking, I like that. Yeah, we're speaking with him tomorrow. So you should ring up during the interview, Scotty, and say, have you ever shagged oh, yes. one of the uh, air hosties? That should, you oh, should just oh, call in and ask. We'll do listener questions, okay? <laughs> and we'll throw to you. Right, pop me on. I'll put it on there. I'll put it out there. All yeah. right. I even got girls. I know a couple of girls. Uh, is he a Qantas or is he? I'm looking at a photo of him. He's we got a Qantas know. and Jetstar lanyard on, so he was at some stage. Oh. Yeah. I know. Uh, um, Lukey's wife is um, first class. What do you call it? Business class. Yeah, but you just I said that they're her. all hooking up with people, but yet she's well, your best I'll mate's wife. Ask her. Yeah. Could ask her. Just in case. What if she's ever hooked up with Jimmy? Yeah, Chase's might have hooked up with Jimmy. <laughs> now, I, I, I see where you're going, Scotty. Appreciate it, mate. You brought something good to the table. Something Love for you. us to discuss. Mm. We'll talk to you tomorrow when we speak to The Bachelor, all right? Yeah. I'm going to drop a drop a bomb on Jimmy. All right. All right, good on you, buddy. Good on you. I reckon that they would be, we should actually um, open up the phones. We do have first calls coming up. So yeah. 131060, if you work in the airline industry, is it a horny industry? Well, I want to like, know if you've hooked up with a pilot. Hmm. Yeah. Like, maybe you're not even, but you've hooked up with the pilot. He's only here for, you know, one night. Do you think uh, you do? Uh, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, i got to go home. Really, he's flying to Roma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, where are you off to today? I fly Qantas Link. <laughs> Ram Airlines. Tell you what. Oh, what? You're not off to Abu Dhabi? No, nope. just Hobart. <laughs> uh, Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. If you've got a dilemma, I guarantee someone else has gone through the same thing. You can send an email, dearabby at b105.com.au. I need help from people that live in blended families. Okay. Because this one is a bit tricky and that's exactly what she said. Dear Abby, hoping how to deal with a tricky situation. My partner and I recently moved in together and we both have two children each from previous relationships. I have a boy, four and six years, and he has a girl, nine years, and a boy, 13. I have my children 100% of the time, and he has 50-50. We previously didn't have any issues moving in together, uh, but it has started that his daughter has developed a bit of a mean streak Mm. and very bad attitude towards my children, particularly my daughter. I tried talking to my partner, and he says that he is going to speak about it, but nothing really seems to change. He has told me that it's our household and we can discipline as we see fit but I really don't feel comfortable doing that when he's not there. I don't want his daughter to hate me. I want her to feel safe and loved every time she comes to our house, but not at the expense of the other children. His son has been fantastic, and I say that just so I know that it's not an upbringing issue. I just don't know how to tackle it. I want everyone here to be happy and loved when they come to the house. What are the things I can try? Mm. 13, she's 10, 16. She's hit the teenage years, really, hasn't she? Do you know, I remember this from my friend's point of view because her parents separated when we were about that age and it was the witch which was the stepmom the mm. witch was always called because had taken the family away from her mum mm. not realizing that it was a relationship that broke down mm. so i think that needs to be perfectly clear but it's really hard as well mm-hmm. and i always remember this my friend used to always say the witch bought her daughters all the nice clothes mm. yeah and used to buy her all the cheap ones and it seemed so silly but there were little things that were pointed out to her, yeah. Well, kids can see that if you're like if you're if you're expected to act in the same way as her children, but yet not being treated like them, that's so hurtful. And so I don't hurtful. think this lady's doing it. No, but I yeah. think that you need to point out that we want to keep you all even. But if she's being fifty-fifty of the time elsewhere, 
and they're living 100%, it would be like mm. she's moving into their house. Yeah. I think so, I think she feels like, um, especially because she's aiming it at the daughter, I think she feels, she feels like th- that she, her dad's being stolen by the... Yeah. 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 And I think it would be nice as well. I wonder if she could spend one-on-one time. That's a great idea, actually, with like, her. for them to connect separately. Yeah. I, I always say that uh, Esther and I were lucky because she had Ethan before we met, but his biological father was never on mm. the scene ever. So for us, we just created our life. Yeah, you didn't have to wait for him to go away on weekends yeah. and have someone else that you needed to deal with. So and everything we did was was us, mm. and people were like, oh, that must have been hard, which it, it was, and it will have its challenges. But also I'm very thankful that it was... It did simplify a lot of things mm. for us. I don't know if it's more... Um, it used to be the case, but all my friends that have got separated, all their children go to counselling now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no matter what the age, and they do sessions. To mm. help them To like, help them break talk about it with someone else because yeah. they're saying that you're not going to be open and honest with your parents mm. because they're going through their sort of mm. grief with it. But if you've got oh, yeah. any, I guess, advice on what you do mm. for Let's blended families, 13, 10, 16, especially <clears> from... A children's point of view, yeah. if it was you growing up. I had a stepsister growing up for a while. And did they live with you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. They uh, they were in Scotland and we moved out to Australia with them. So lived with them for um, many a year. I still talk to her. So still, uh, she still calls me brother. I still call her sister. Mm. Yeah, But there were issues. Yeah. yeah. She was older and mum would talk to her more as an adult, which was a bit hard for I wonder her. how Sharon felt like that, I your sister. They, I think they got along. Not all the time, but I think, yeah. I think they got along. Yeah. Because it would be all of a sudden... Downs. You know, you get jealous of your real siblings. Yeah. I'm not saying they're real siblings, but do you know what I mean? The people no. that you've grown up with, but then there's someone else coming in, it would you would feel quite threatened. Mm. Got Luke from Yadler. Luke, what should this lady do? Uh, easiest thing to do is try to sit and explain the situation with the kids. I'm a step parent. Mm-hmm. I have two kids. I have none of my own. Okay, um, and I took on the role of being a stepdad. Okay. Um, the real dad is not very nice to me, but I've learned to control that mm. and deal with the kids when they come home in a better sense by explaining to them what's going on when dad says nasty things. Mm. Mm. So you, you, you're, you sit down and converse with the children rather than avoid them. You actually tackle the issues head on. Well, it's the easiest way to do it. I believe it is because at the end of the day, they don't understand. They're hearing one side of a story. Mm. How do they know what's fully going on if they don't understand the other side? Yeah. You said, were they were they sort of, I guess, mean or was there a lot of you're not my real dad if you tried to maybe discipline them or parent them? Uh, I was very lucky in that side. I didn't have that issue. Um, the, my stepson did. At one stage, but he understood that I wasn't the bad person when we explained the situation. Right. It's a tough one, I think, Luke, because I think you've got to put a lot of effort in for a lot of years and wait for them to grow up. Then they'll look back and they'll see what what you've done for them. Um, I guess the hard part just is in those kind of those couple of years where you are grinding, doing Mm. a thankless thing, knowing that one day they'll, they'll appreciate it, mate. So good on you. You're doing an excellent job. You, you've, you've always got to confirm. You've always got to confirm. Like, of course, with the mother or the parent. So, for instance, if the dad had a girlfriend, like, you're always going to confirm with her, them whether you discipline them right because you don't want to step that boundary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two relationships you need to take care of there. Mm. Hey, uh, Laura, what's your advice for this lady? She's uh, trying to have a better relationship with her stepdaughter. Good morning, guys. So, um, we I come from a blended family of um, like. Ten in total. Wow. Um, so I'm I'm one of the parents. There is seven kids between us, um, and so we spend a lot of time sort of getting that individual one-on-one time. And it's nothing to we sort of go with like um, reading before bed and stuff, and taking that extra five minutes to really listen to them about what's happening with them mm. and not turning it back into something that's about us. Because we've had a lot of issues with um, jealousy between all the siblings mm. and it's something that's ongoing and jealousy is, is an emotion we cannot control. So to begin with, we were really separating the kids and then it sort of rolled on to like, oh, well, you don't really like your siblings, so you, do you really want to spend time with them? Um, but over the years, we've sort of realised that they just kind of need to air their bit of grievance 
mm. and move away and then come back in. Um, I think the best thing is to just try and not focus on that negative role that it's kind of has because inside their little brains, it's already pretty negative. Yeah, right. It's always hard to deal with. I mean, I don't think any adult deals with emo- uh, jealousy very well, but as a child, it's really hard to rationalise it. Mm. No rationality to it. So mm. you kind of just let them air their little bit out and then sort of tackle it from there. You don't sort of, you can't change their feelings about it, but you can help guide them through it to make them feel secure in themselves and help their relationship with yeah. their siblings. Mind you, with seven kids, even if they were all blood relatives, you'd get that anyway, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it is interesting as well where you kind of go, she's said to her partner, can you talk to her, but then maybe she's the one that actually needs to have the conversation. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast, B105. Is there a worse emotion, do you think, than embarrassment? Humiliation, one step further. One step further, yeah. yeah, Because there's one that you never really get over. Like, you could have done something embarrassing in year 10, and like seven years from then, you'll just sit bolt upright in bed and go, oh my God, I can't believe that I did that. And there's nothing you can do about it. And a Mm. lady came in, she was so lovely, and she goes, I want to spend $1,000. And I was like, oh my God, commission, this is so exciting. And I was getting all these clothes for her, and I said to her, you know what? This is so good, because as your pregnancy goes along, Mm. this one stretches. (laughs) <laughs> she said to me, I'm not pregnant. The whole world just span quickly. Uh, quicker than? Quicker? I just, yeah, I just, yeah, that. Do you, you know the one for me that I always remember and you were there? Do you remember we were talking to that? Was he a model? Or was it? We were talking to a model and I really liked his jacket. And I said, I really like your jacket. And he went to take it off. Starts with a D. Didier. Didier Cohen. Didier Cohen. Yeah, and he goes, I really like your jacket. And he goes, <laughs> and he man, took it off. where? Anyway, so he. <laughs> He put it on off. and stab wore it, and he's like, "Oh my god, he's given me his jacket." And he goes, "Man, can I have my jacket back?" <laughs> oh, really? There was, See, no, it was worse than that. I went to put it on, man, but he just took it off and went, "Look, it's oh, a shit." Yeah. Oh, and he <laughs> pulled it off. He's like, "Get lost!" Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah. "Why are you stealing my jacket?" Yeah. But uh, why um, did you think he would give you his expensive he's rich. jacket? He just throw jackets around like he's throwing jackets. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a cupboard full of jackets. Have a jacket. You have a jacket. Yeah, I always remember that one. Even yesterday when we went walking, you remember what happened then when we were. As a lady. But, you know, if you're going to say hi to someone and they're far away, right? You know when you wave at someone? Mm. Your mouth should... You can mouth it, but you, words don't need to come out. Do they? No, no, no. No. So she did that... Bit, so she was walking next to us, and I'm going to dove you in because I know why you said hi. Okay. So she turned around and waved, and she said, hello, waved at someone, and Steph goes, oh, hi! <laughs> and he knew that he didn't know her, but he thought that she had recognised him. That is... Yeah. The most humiliating thing when you do that. <laughs> when you're like, oh, yeah, hey, you want to get a photo? I'm not oh. talking to you, the person behind you. Uh. Where you're like, come I in here, get a photo. A photo. <laughs> yeah. Or you hug, one, you hug a listener thinking that you know them even more than you actually do. Hey, don't try and bring me down <laughs> to bring yourself up. But um, this, this happened on the weekend to my wife, and this one was actually probably worse than all of those ones. So um, Rory had a play date at a friend's house. Not a friend that she goes to. A lot, like a, but they do have playdates regularly. We catch up with their um, parents um, sometimes at the bowls club, um, but sort of a one circle removed from our normal hangouts. But um, she was there for a long time, it was great, and Cat uh, went to go pick her up, and uh, she went there, and um, Rory was there, and she was just saying, you know, chatting away. And she was like, "How was the day? How was the playdate, Rory?" And Rory went, "Oh, it was okay, except uh, Elliot um, almost took his eye out on the table." And um, Kat bent down and was fun playing with the dog, going, Oh, Elliot, is your eye okay? Is your eye okay? You poor Elliot almost lost your eye. And the mum goes, Elliot's my son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's foo-foo. <laughs> See, I don't think that's, that's... That one you can get away with. To you be reckon? fair, yeah, we've met that Elliot. I know, but you no. know your problem, you, you and Kat have done this before, mm. is because you've got one child, mm. you only value one child in all of the families. Remember when you offered to babysit oh, your friends so and you're like, look, if you're going away, we'll look after Charlotte. And they're like... We have two kids, Steph. So you guys only... They will never let me forget that. Yeah, so it's like we only will look at one kid in each family and go, no, we'll just look after that one. Other names? No, no, no. no, no. Survival of the fittest. The one that you think is going to make something of themselves. The other, they're fine. Well, you've got Finn. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> would yeah. he be the one that you'd say? Well, no, Stab would only offer to babysit one, and it would be the kid that likes computer games. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Mm. And yeah. you've obviously got Ethan, because that's the only one he likes to talk to as well. So. <laughs> you have other two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not mine, but... <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Making her US TV debut. Tones and I. Tones and I. Tones and I. Welcome to the Madhouse. It is out now. Her debut album, Tones and I, is on the air. Good morning. Good morning. It's hard to believe that this is actually your debut album that you're releasing. I know, and I thought the exact same thing. I said that exact same thing because when I'm on tour, I can't even play a one-hour set list without having to put covers in because I don't have enough songs released <laughs> wow. for a whole... What covers do you do? <laughs> hey Ya by Outkast nice. and Chet Baker. Oh, good choices. Oh, solid choices. Yeah. They're really good. I always love when uh, people do covers, but they're the complete opposite to the music they like. So if you did like Metallica, Enter Sandman or something, Cannibal Slipknot corpses. or something like that. <laughs> So, Madhouse, um, welcome to the Madhouse. It is available right now. Um, and, I mean, you're in lockdown in Melbourne at the moment, you poor thing. You must be itching to tour this thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain about lockdown. Sydney's been locked down for quite a little while, and mm. Melbourne was in a way, we were in a way bigger lockdown last year. Um, but if you're going to do it, because I heard you said that you were going to do a busking tour, and it wasn't just, I, I did like this, you said you're going to do a crowd and you're going to have other buskers come along, you're going to leave so they've still got the crowd there, because sometimes it can be hard to be able to, I guess, produce it and make people stop, is that right? Yeah, oh my God, I, that, I totally forgot about that, I was meant to go busking last week before lockdown, now I get it, yes, I am upset. <laughs> Well, now <laughs> I forgot I had something to do. I was fine when I was just binge watching Sex Life on Netflix, but now I forgot I was supposed to be doing something. I know, Indy, Indy, okay. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm still going on that busking tour. Yeah, I'm bloody pushback, and I wasn't telling anyone where I was busking. I was saying, nope, you have to pre-order the album, and then you get a number to my fan phone, mm-hmm. which we like. We can text everyone that's bought the album and text everyone in each city and say, I'm going busking here. Not only because I'm trying to get people to listen to the album, as any artist would, because I am so uh, in love with it for now. Mm. You know, everyone gets sick, even if it's their own work. But because I'm not allowed to say it on Instagram, every every council says, you can find a way to tell 50 people or whatever, but you cannot put post on your socials. Yeah, oh, we're we're going to put a hat down? Nah. Nah. <laughs> no, <you laughs> those days. You, you can't do that. I don't I'm think crazy. you can. Yeah, I know, but you can't take the <laughs> I was listening to some of your interviews with my uh, my elder son because they're huge fans of, of yours, and you were talking about when you first, I guess, started to find fame. You know, you've always sung, but when people really liked you, all of a sudden you started to be concerned about what you looked like. And my son turned to me and goes, I don't get it. Why would she be concerned? Why wouldn't she be happy? And... I felt like there's got sort of, a, I guess, a, a movement now where it's so good that it is about the music and maybe it's uh, my, my generation, you're younger than us, that we're concerned about the whole image. But do you love that now it really is just people producing good music? It's definitely something that I don't think of as much, but just because we touched on a topic that is, for me, absolutely epically huge and doesn't stem from myself but an abundance of overseas and Australian online bullying that even now I'm still trying to get over Mm. I don't want to just touch that and go I'm famous what do I look like it's nothing to do with that and I'm getting through this online shit every day so that tell your son it's a lot bigger than what we think because I talk about online bullying I just went around to high schools last week and talk about it I'm trying to be the best person to help push that persona that you don't push that image that you don't need to worry about what you look like because it is tough. But I didn't come up with this on my own. Mm. So that's why I'm not on my socials as much. And and I, I do want to be a positive person for this. But at the same time, you can't just always go out into the world and pretend you're a hero. You have to tell people that you're dealing with something too. I want to be someone that your son or someone else can say, that's awesome, good job, Tones, you don't have to. But I had to go through it and I'm still going through it to get to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Do you think people forget that celebrities read the comments? Um... You just called me a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I do on my Instagram, um, but you know, 
a lot of people are like, oh, like, don't ever complain if you become successful. And I really try and feel that way because I get it from that side of it. I can understand it too. But holy shit, if you get at least, if you get four people having a go at you online, then what are you going to say? Like, how are you going to feel? Just four. Let's just say just four people. Mm. How about you in the middle of the city and get like 12 people just yelling abuse at you while you sit on the ground and they're all around you? Yeah. And then we'll see who's okay. Mm. And that's all. And I just wish that. I mean, Australia is great, to be honest. I know we have tall poppy syndrome, love it. But they're great. Like, they actually aren't bad as, as, a, as a country, I think. I'm looking at a photo of you and P. Diddy here. What's P. Diddy like? <laughs> He's a legend. But I did walk into his... Um, into, so I met him backstage at Alan DeGeneres, and I was in my dressing room, and someone's like, hey... He did. He wants to meet you, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I walked in. He's facing the mirror, and as I opened his dressing room door, there was incense and a record player burning. He's facing the mirror. He doesn't turn around to greet me. He goes, "Well, well, Tone. While he's not facing me, he was like, "Being of the Godfather or something." I don't know. Right, right in Paris. <laughs> Great reference. So, so what? He's looking at you through the mirror. Yeah, but he. I couldn't see his face yet because, like, the mirror, he was cut, his body was covering his reflection. So right. I didn't even say <laughs> epic. Oh, that's a good. And what did you talk about with P. Diddy? Um, we just talked about songwriting, music. Wow. Um, and he said some really awesome things to me. He is, um, we, then we hung out in the car park afterwards. Got a photo with the teams, and I said some things for his cameraman that that he's always filming everything he does. Apparently, so said a few things to them, and we got some photos. And yeah, legend. Awesome. I love how he always films things. What is it for that he's filming? I think he mentioned that he was um, starting a TV show for for artists, right. um, and um, yeah, so it was something to do with that. And I think yeah, it was just kind of on the move, filming everything, trying to get some content. Well, you never know. It's mm. like that thing, isn't it, you know, where you're like, God, I wish we had caught that on film, but P. Diddy will never have That's that. That's what I meant. Maybe he just always is, constantly in case. Just wearing, wearing a GoPro. Mm. I, I saw a thing on the internet once where people said, if you want to be famous or you want to be a great sports star, you should always pretend like you're in that um, section before the 60 Minutes interview where it's your story <laughs> before you were famous. Oh. Like, always pretend like there's a film crew following you for that. <laughs> and, like, that eventually you'll become the shit because you're <laughs> acting like you're going to be the shit. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Sorry, that's why I walk around weird if you ever come in here. <laughs> that's why I'm always with him in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's so lovely to talk to you, Tones. Um, welcome to the Madhouse, your debut album. It is out now. Um, we really appreciate you coming on for a chat. Great to hear from you. Thank you guys so much for having me, and thanks for the support on the album. Have a great day. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab Abby and Matt. Save my marriage. We have been talking about the uh, divorce rate. And you might not realise as well, the marriage rate has really picked up since COVID. Uh, A lot of weddings have been cancelled. So people are like, really? But a lot more people are like, we're not travelling overseas. We, uh, This is bringing home, I guess, what's important to us. Mm. And they, they want to get married. So hopefully they stay married. But we admire uh, Frankie and Cam put their hand up and said... That we're about to call it quits. We need some help. And if you're listening to this, you might recognise some of the issues. Even if you've got a happy marriage, it might be a good reminder as well. It will come down to decision day where we'll set a, a time and they will have to meet and that will be saying whether or not they are going to make it work or they're going to walk away. That's going to be a nervous bloody day, isn't it? Yes. Well, we can do what you said, right? Maddie, gonna... Maddie wanted to bring it like, so I'm really going to love it. Mm. Uh, like Sex in the City when they meet on the Brooklyn Bridge. We're going to descend on the Brooklyn? No. 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 no, no. Story Bridge. Same thing. Of course, right there in the middle. It'll be live on air. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, and we say it's going to be romantic, romantic then you'll have the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper Dave up above. They, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll think about it. it's going to come down to decision day. We've worked through a, a few issues so far with Cam and Frankie, and the listener app has um, full extended podcasts. They've been on a counselling session separately, mm-hmm. and now they've been on one together. So first thing they did when they sat down with Dr. Love, our relationship expert, um, 
And when I heard this, I went, this is something that is very hard to do when you're discussing things with your partner, especially when emotion um, is involved. She set some very strong rules for the counselling session straight up. There's a couple of rules and boundaries when you're doing couple sessions. And one of the first rules is that we must hear each other speak. We must listen. So if I jump in and I say, um, Frankie, just let Cam finish, or if I say, Cam, let Frankie finish, it's not in any way, um, I'm not targeting any of you. I just want to make sure we keep within those boundaries of just let's respect each other when we're talking a little bit and let's just listen to what the other person has to say. Fair enough. Mm. Hard to do. You never do it at home. No. (laughs) But also you're on the couch and two people are talking about you and you're like, hang on, I've got a rebuttal to that. (laughs) Just sit tight for a second. Yep. I'll make a note on my notepad. (laughs) Um, So they did a really good job of it. And one of the things that came up, um, and listen very carefully to this, anyone in a marriage who, who says this, or any relationship who says this, this one line from Dr. Love, really blew my mind um, and it was around the reasons why Frankie never initiates any affection towards Cam. I guess it's, yeah, it's fear of rejection. The fear of rejection is an illusion. You guys are married. you got children. You live together. If you want to kiss your partner, go for it because what happens if you start to hold back because you're scared they're not going to receive it, you will never exchange kisses. Ah! <laughs> I love it. They, they obviously kissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, fear of rejection rejection. is an illusion. What a mm. saying, hey? Mm. It's a mm. bumper sticker. It is true. Like, imagine if it's just broken down because you didn't want to be rejected. It's like they've said yes to you, it's like spending the rest of the, their life with you. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, I get the fear of rejection when you're in a nightclub and you've just met someone and yeah. you're thinking, I'm going to go in for a kiss. And you but bought five drinks for her. And- even mm. at that point, you're like, come on. Mm. Uh, but in this instance, you are in a committed relationship. You both stood before both of your families and said that you are in love with each other. Mm. So I guess that is uh, the hearing her say uh, fear of rejection is just putting up a reason as to why your wall is there. You know, you're like, mm. no, well, that's kind of easy for me to say that rather than deal with the issue. Uh, finally, and this is where we're really peeking in on their lives here, Okay, Dr. Love got them to do a little exercise um, that kind of, feel, it feels awkward, but I really think they made a massive breakthrough. This can be difficult, right? Cam has said that he hasn't looked in your eyes properly since the day that you got married. The eyes are the entrance to your heart. And when your heart is hurting, that is why you avoid eye contact. So, Cam, I want you to look at Frankie and I want you to say this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I love you. I love you. Frankie, if you need to cry, you can cry. This is heart, this is heart talk. He's got you. He really does. And I want you to say, Cam, I'm sorry. Honey, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I love you. You can see when they're off mic because they're actually looking at each other. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing that just hearing those words, you all of a sudden connect again. Mm. Mm. I always say with like couples when I marry them, like every year, go through your vows together. Uh, make sure you're ticking them so, off. Well, it sounds so basic, but just to mm. say love words directly to the person standing opposite them and looking them in the eyes is so powerful, but for some reason you just, I mean, you don't do it. I mean, you couldn't do it every day because it's quite draining. <laughs> <laughs> I think a sorry is different as well because mm. you can just say, I'm sorry, and then continue on. But if you actually stop, mm. look at the person, take a breath and say, I am sorry, mm. I think it, they'll see that it means something. Well, to say sorry is so powerful because you're recognising the pain mm. and the hurt. Mm. And you're it actually almost gives seeing you. them. I can see mm. how it's important going, I see you. And it gives you a blank slate to start from scratch. We've heard the uh, the single counselling sessions and now the couple one. Cam and Frankie are our couple um, and we've got them on right now after hearing them and uh, what they were working through just before with Dr Love. Thank you so much, guys, for coming back on and sharing your story. No Thanks, guys.
you, you had your solo uh, sessions. How was it having a couple session together? Um, that was very interesting, actually. Um, having a couple session with Cam. I haven't experienced that before in that type of way, sitting next to each other and um, expressing your feelings mm. and emotions, I guess. You know, right next to each other and being guided at the same time. It's easier to talk about the person when they're not in the room, hey? Mm-hmm. So much easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want to think about that? Think about that. Uh, now, hey, exciting news, though, and this is the one that we know you both of you have been looking forward to the most. You're doing the hard work and you're doing the counselling sessions, but it is date night mm. tonight for you two. <laughs> Now, it has been a while. How are we feeling about actually spending some time together without the family, without the responsibilities of the kids and just hanging out? I'm feeling excited. I'm, um, yeah, I'm feeling really excited to see where it takes us and how, how it's going to feel just for him and I to have um, a date night together. Are you n- nervous about the conversation? I know that sounds silly, but Frankie, one thing you said is you always go out together. You don't need to go on dates and, you know, just you two because you're always like to include the children. If it is just you two talking, it's always about the children. Are you getting that sort of like nervous thing that's just going to be you two? Definitely. I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been thinking about, oh, what conversations are we going to have? Are we going to focus on the food conversation (laughs) or um, are we going to speak about the kids? I'm just going to try and keep that limited. Yeah. But I actually don't know until we go into our date night and I guess let it happen how it happens. Yeah. Well, Cam, you don't need to be nervous about paying, bro, because we're going to cover that for you. So don't don't sweat that. Cheers, you have to be bro. nervous what you're going to wear, though. Yeah. What are you going to wear, Cam? Probably my jeans and my blues jersey. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to hang up now, Cam. Sorry, we weren't aware of all that. But are you nervous as well, Cam? Are you, are you nervous about the date? Not really. It's... Like, been a long time coming. Mm. I pretty much can't wait. See, this is what I think is, can be different about uh, men and women, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine, Cam, you're excited to be alone with your wife. Definitely. It doesn't happen a lot, and I, you know, you quite often think that, you know, at home, you know, your wife is in mum mode a lot, and so... Yeah. If, Really, you could be walking in thinking that, you know, you could think back to the days when you were just, she was your girlfriend, Cam. Yeah, well, I've got a bit of a surprise after the dinner anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, well, oh. Frankie, how are you feeling about that? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah. You might need two. Yeah, you might need two outfits, Frankie. I might need two outfits oh, and I'm, I'm going over, over what I'm going to wear and, you know, even though we... The underwear will be matching tonight, I meant, for sure. I meant the outfit for the next day, perhaps. <laughs> Not like an... Oh, you've got to pack three then. you three. Wow. So, Cam, because we haven't encouraged this, you've gone out on your own and, and organised something we don't know about yet. Yeah. Well... If it's going to be a date night, might as well make it special. Oh, it's always the quiet oh, ones, I tell you. Yes. So you when, are. When, is exa- when is the last date that you had? Can you actually remember? We haven't, just ourselves. Yeah. Not you. I can't remember when. Okay. Well, yeah, we haven't made any effort. Yeah. Well, good luck tonight, guys. Um, I tell you what, I'm coming back tomorrow to find out what this surprise is. Me that too. is for sure. Um, <laughs> good stuff. Good luck, Cam. And um, go you, Frankie. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Good on you. Uh, Really appreciate your honesty, and you can follow everything with Cam and Frankie. They're our couple for Save My Marriage. Will they work it out or walk away on Decision Day? You can hear everything unedited on the Listener app. Just download the Stav, Abby and Matt podcast. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Sometimes when you stay silent, you're doing the wrong thing. And I knew I was doing the wrong thing. And I should say something now, but it's just, it's giving me such a laugh at the moment because my, uh, my friend's birthday, um, we're celebrating on Sunday because they're hairdressers and work in different professions where they have Mondays off. So on Sunday, we are going to brunch with Bite, which is a fabulous thing at Cloudland. And you get tickets, you get a brunch and drinks and fun. I think my friend's had a birthday there, yeah. Yeah? Mm. Um, and it's hosted by drag queens. Yes, they did. Yes, mm. yeah. And I was like, oh, talking about it going on Sunday. And I was like, oh, what am I going to wear? And Scotty goes to me, um, yeah, well, I guess it's drag, isn't it? Right. And I said, 
I just nodded. Oh, no. What am I going to wear? Now, it's not drag unless you are the drag queens hosting it and they're in drag. You just come in your normal clothes, whatever you want. You can wear trackies, make it comfortable. Yeah. Now, I should have corrected, but at that point, I thought, if Harvey rocks up in drag, that's funny. But then do I have to... Yes. Wear it as well. And I was telling this to Nick, and Nick here works with us for promotions. It was like, he thinks it's hilarious. He goes, don't correct him. So if you're listening at the moment um, and you know Scotty, don't mention it because he's on the work site at the moment, so he won't be listening. And I said, should I correct him? And he goes, no, you leave earlier. Mm. And I was like, cool, I'll just say I'm getting my hair and makeup done. And then meet him there. Well, why don't you just say so that, that the- he has to dress up. And he loves a dress up. He does love a dress up. Why don't you say that the women don't do it? Because women don't wear drag, it's a man thing. Yeah, so women don't do it, so you've got to do it. Yeah. But you do famously tell the story a lot about how all his friends said it was a dress-up party and it wasn't and he dressed up and you felt terrible for him. Mm, but we were only dating for a month, so I didn't know him back, back then. He hadn't I didn't got know, a back catalogue. I didn't know because they <laughs> did it as a joke at, like, and he rocked up and he was wearing high heels and all that and mm. I was mortified. I thought his friends were being mean, mm. but they were laughing with him, not at him, Stav. <laughs> and I said, do you want to get back in the car or take you home? He goes, dressed up, no way, I'm not going home. The so only thing nice, you're going nice to have to be mindful of the is attention. if he goes in drag, he's going to get yeah. all the... The gays are going to love him. The girls are going to love him. It will all be about him that night. And it will backfire. And he will love that. Does he want to borrow my Rocky Horror outfit? You kept that? Damn right I did. Did you see my legs in those things? Well, I kept mine. Mine was a little... Um, Maid's outfit. Maid's outfit. Yeah, that I can understand. What did you... What you were, he was a bald hunchback. No yeah. wonder he didn't keep his. <laughs> you, you were dressed as a transvestite. Yeah. yeah you kept yeah. yours. Yeah, because he wore it the whole night. He loved it. My legs were... I you got a lot of... I do legs. have good pins. That's a well, good point. I never thought like about the jealousy. Scotty's, Scotty's got a, 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 a friend to dress up yeah, with at the brunch. The same, you should go along. Same height. Yeah. You wouldn't whack on a dress? No. Ever? Just for... You've never done... You've never done no, drag queen? No. Oh. Just stuff in drag. Ooh. I quite like it. Getting I... your makeup done, your eyeshadow. All of a sudden you start, like, walking with your shoulders back. <laughs> no, I don't know if I would. Do you want to come? No. No. <laughs> no. No. They had a great... My friends had a great time. Cat went. She said it was fantastic. They're great. Yeah, no one else dresses as drag, do they? No, no, they do. But I think you can if you want. I mean, they're not going to... I knew at that point that I should correct him. Yeah, yeah. I should go, oh, no, babe, you don't need to. But, but he was like, oh, what should I wear? I've got to go and get a wig from Lifeline. Oh, wait a minute, it. I have one downstairs. I was like, oh, yes, you do. you got it all covered. Don't correct him, though. I'm keen to see what he gets. Or at least let him go shopping. And then he puts it on. To out. see what he comes back with is what would be very interesting. The worst thing, the is, worst people... thing is I was going to turn around and go, what's your name, babe? Yeah, yeah. Well, people are going to ask him for drinks. Because they do the yeah, service yeah. there. Like, Can I get another cocktail, please? Oh, you don't work here? He will complain. He's like, oh, people are tapping my ass. Oh, he'll love it. He probably knows he doesn't have to dress up. He's probably doing it on purpose. <laughs> He's just like, chase a bit of attention. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. I know a lot of people go, oh, sorry, I didn't get that. I'm dyslexic. And I say that, but I honestly am quite dyslexic, and especially with numbers as well. So if people say, like, a phone number, I just go, no way. Like, you need to really slow it down. Give me two numbers, then pause, and give me another two. Yeah, but don't you hate when you give your credit card details over the phone and you go through that dance of, am I waiting for you to say yep because you've heard them? Or or do you say them back? is the big silence because you have them, so I start again. (laughs) But then when I start again, you say yep, and I'm like, oh, which one are we doing? (laughs) Some people are so skilled that they like four or five numbers at once. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. no, that is true. Or too many yeps. You're like, one, yep. You're like, oh, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to give you a couple there. Do you want like a couple? You missed the next number because you were saying yep over yep. it. Yep. Do you want me to say it again? <laughs> but the one thing I can't get is how to score tennis. I've never been into the game. My son's now into it and he said to me, hey, I'm doing a tournament on the weekend. Other kids cheat. Yeah, right. It's just because he cheats. Anyway. But he's like, can you call the scoring out for me? I'm like, sure. So I'm trying to learn it, but I just don't understand that how many sets for a game and then you have to win how many games by... Do you want a quick rundown? Yep. Do it again. This is the fifth time you've said it, but anyway. Six games in a set. And six games are when you go from, like, to 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go 15, 30, 40, advantage, deuce, all that stuff. Yep, you got yep, that? Yep. Once you get a game, you got to get six of those. And then once you get six of those, you get a set. But then you've also got to win six by two. Six games in a set. Yeah. yeah. And then got... win two sets by 
Got a win. But it's best either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if, it if you win it 6 0, then done. But if you get four sets each, you've got to win by two games in a set. Mm. Simples. Do you want me to come and do it? Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> you do soccer. Because you're like, Mum, you're cheating. I'm like, not cheating. I just don't get it. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Yesterday, mm. when I went to the chemist on the instruction of my wife to get baby Panadol, one month to 12 months, and a 200ml bottle of Nurofen strawberry flavour, kids' Nurofen, I had it written in my notes in my phone. I went up to the lady and I said, one bottle of Panadol, baby Panadol, please, one month to 12 months, 200ml strawberry, <laughs> kids' Nurofen. She said, how much does the kid weigh? And I said... One bottle of baby Panadol, please. <laughs> One month to 12 months. A 200 ml strawberry Nurofen kids. She said, yeah, but if you look at this Panadol... Oh, this one's cheaper you, if you buy cheap. the bigger one. To which I replied... One bottle of baby Panadol, please. <laughs> One month to 12 months. 200 ml strawberry kids Nurofen. No, but... That's, that's when you need. Okay, I that's don't fine. care... When she says, how old's the kid? I said, you don't understand, lady. I'd like one I bottle am here of, yeah. on behalf of my wife. I'll have one bottle of baby Panadol, <laughs> one month and 12 months. <laughs> the guy beside me is pissing himself laughing. And she said, to be fair, if I sent you here and you came home with something else, I'd be angry. I said, yes, if it's wrong, mm. it's her fault because I got what she wanted. If I tell you to get it, yeah. if I get what you tell me and it's wrong, it's my fault. So one bottle of baby <laughs> Panadol. <laughs> thanks for no thanks. <laughs> Little boy Gussie, little border collie. It was finally time. Have the snip. Did the balls actually get removed? They took off one. They still got one. Yeah, they're trying to take off so less. So put them in the Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> time to get a bike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's got great guns, but um, but so we uh, he doesn't like wearing his cone, and he's pretty good. Like because uh, we if, if he goes to um, lick it, and then we put the cone on, and then we take the cone off, he's like, okay, I get it. If I do that, then I have to wear the cone. But when he's unsupervised, we like to keep an eye on him. So we moved uh, the spare mattress. <laughs> don't you love me? Moved the spare mattress into the lounge room for the last um, few days. We've been sleeping out there with him to make sure he's okay. But on Saturday night, I had friends come over, a couple, uh, and um, I it had been there for four days. I hadn't even thought about it. About halfway through the night, they were like, dude, what's with the mattress in the lounge room? Like, what sort of party were you expecting? <laughs> it's either that or they think you've been kicked out to the lounge yeah. room if everything's sad, yeah. Yeah. or you're like, hey, if yeah. things take a turn. <laughs> yeah. It could be both. Uh, yes. <laughs> I've got fresh sheets. <laughs> so it's for my dog. I've been sleeping with my dog. That doesn't make it any better. Okay. okay. <laughs> thanks for no thanks. <laughs> Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.